0: Dylan, I don't like you. Your ideas are rapid and your head is oddly shaped, like Saskatchewan or a crushed bag of peanuts. Lucky for you, I like Kate. So this is your last chance. Make me love it, or never show your face in this town again.
1: Actor, playwright, and comedian Trish Cooper shoots on Wildwood Park, Winnipeg. I It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast With me, Ronald George Moore It's One, one Goddamn Minute God with Granola Brown no, it's me, Granola Brown Okay, monologue, jokes uh, Well, thank you, COVID-19 uh, Now everyone wants to live like me Stay home, shower infrequently And tell the world to keep the hell away from me Way to jump on the bandwagon, Earth My first guest is the only person I know is available, and that's me. All right, thanks for being on the show, Granola. It's a real treat to be here. Thanks, Granola. Now, you've been a talk show host for 30 years, yet no one's heard of you. Um, why is that? What the hell is that supposed to mean? Exactly how it sounds. Look, being a Canadian celebrity, don't blame your lack of talent as being a Canadian. What What about you? You couldn't book a decent guest if, it, if you worked in a library. Y- you want to go? All right, let's do this. Let's go. Ah, God damn it. That was a cheap shot. You know what? Flush of the day. Me, Granola Brown. Piece of shit. Musical guest, me, playing my oven door. And that's one goddamn minute. Get lost. Hey, how's it going? I'm Ronald George Moore. I am your host, and this is my podcast, the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm very excited to bring you one of the best and funniest ladies in this province, Trisha Cooper, who you already heard because she was that woman in the opening clip. Um, That was a show that she uh, acted on and did a little writing for this YouTube show called Wind City, which you can easily search and find. And also, um, don't tell anybody, but I stole a little clip from Trish's uh, old sketch comedy troupe, the Royal Lichtenstein Theatre Company, because they made a pilot in the early 2000s. uh, and uh, just got a little little scene with her and Sarah Constable, and also in that troupe is uh, Don Johnson. You have Scott Montgomery, you have Gord Tanner, you have Chris Reed, you have uh, Mike Bell, and yeah, and very funny, very funny. They had a, a huge run of live shows, and uh, always hilarious. And then of course Trish continued doing one woman shows at the Fringe, uh, doing plays, writing plays earning Best of Fest, Critics' Choice. She is super hilarious. She was at the Winnipeg freaking Comedy Festival for years and years, and will most likely be asked back to bring the haha whenever, uh, you know, it's all appropriate to go see live events again. And of course, we gotta flatten the curve, and we gotta self-isolate, which we did. This was, uh, I was in my house, she was in her house, I finally didn't have to clean the toilet when I had a guest come over, so that was fun. Find the show on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Join us at uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook. I feel like I'm repeating myself. Oh, Patreon. I have an account on Patreon that no one can find. Whatever. Just wash your hands. We are rolling.
0: Yay! Yes. Yay.
1: roll in. Roll in. <laughs> Keep that, Trisha.
0: more. Hey, how's it going? I'm okay. I mean, I'm you know, I think like everyone, it's crazy and concerning, and it's I'm worried for all the all the other people, but I'm like I'm fine personally and lucky. Like I feel quite lucky with my my home that I'm in with my my partner, and my kids, and. Yeah, we just got a dog. <laughs> so <that's laughs> That exciting. completes the family.
1: Well, welcome to the show. This is the Mantua Money Shot podcast, and uh, it's your first podcast you mentioned to me, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty out of sight. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? No.
0: No, well, no. I mean, I'm just just starting to really because of uh, the, the boom uh, in the quarantine. podcast
1: inter- industry. I
0: <laughs> know. I mean, I guess there was a couple I had like like on some road trips or whatever, but I would generally listen to like. A, a, like cereal or whatever but I wouldn't then go back and be like oh what's but yeah I was just, just discovered like how did this get made and Conan and friends and like yeah yes. there's more and more where I'm like oh this is fun especially in that comedy world oh my god there's so much to listen to uh,
1: yeah. speaking of shows Trish you've done a few mm. shows in your day And did some shows you wrote some shows <laughs> you
0: started some shows yeah there was some shows You like
1: a, you like an audience <laughs> do
0: you yeah, that's that is fun.
1: Whether it's stand up yeah. or uh, you know sketch comedy, uh, improv. We do a lot of improv. Of course, um, you, well, you know, were.
0: I never was as much of an improv uh, gal as some. Like you know, I was never, I was never really, really good at it. Like I feel like I enjoyed it, and sometimes would would play with the crumbs when they would have their special guests and stuff. And yeah. for, like it's fun to play with those guys because. They're so good at what they do. You yeah. just can pop in. when, Whenever I did it without really strong, you're <laughs> like, oh, I'm not – I can't lead this. I, I am not like the anchor here. Like, I know I'm what just you're saying. I don't up. know how
1: many – I think I've left an improv stage more upset than like <laughs> glorious victory. <laughs> you know. I know. Yeah.
0: It's fun when it was, works,
1: but it's challenging when it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, totally.
0: Know? But I mean, it's it's. uh Yeah, I think I have been lucky enough that I, when I've done it, I've usually done it with pretty experienced people as kind of a guest. But I was never the Liechtenstein. Mostly did sketch. Like once in a while we did improv, and we were usually pretty bad. At it,
1: right, the Royal so. Liechtenstein Theater Company. your your, yes. your big sketch troupe.
0: That's right. From, yeah, from, from
1: the nineties and beyond. I know. Yeah, crazy. we're gonna get into that, but let's let's take here. it back, Trish. Let's,
0: let's go back.
1: Let's go all the way back to uh, <laughs> you. Know, let's say you're in, the, in a hospital, perhaps. Were you, or was it a mm. home birth?
0: Mm. I was born in Minnedosa, Manitoba.
1: Minnedosa?
0: Get Minidosa. the hell out of here! No
1: <laughs> way. Were you uh, living? Were, you, were your parents in Minnedosa or yeah, were you outside? My- Minidosa.
0: No, they were in Minidosa. My dad, um, both my parents were teachers, but my dad at the time was the superintendent of the Rolling River School Division, and so uh, me and my sisters were all born at the Minidosa Hospital.
1: How many sisters?
0: Two older sisters.
1: Two older sisters. Okay. Yeah. And also pets. I assume there's always pets.
0: Yeah, there was some. There was definitely some pets. There was a the, a black lab named Lady from Minidosa, but then we moved to Winnipeg when I was like one and a half. So. My uh, memories of Minidosa are more like going back to visit friends or summers. Like we, we, then we had a have a cottage at Clear Lake, so we sort of would be in Minidosa, but it wasn't yeah. like I didn't have the growing up in Minidosa experience. But you I had just, the going to Clear
1: Lake experience every know, summer. Just
0: pretty sweet, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I had a, a bit <laughs> of that myself. We had a little bone Air pop up trailer. You hitch on the back of your station wagon. And you go down, nice. and get a lot, burn some wood, and. Sneak down to the beach. Yeah, Clear Lake was awesome, especially the little town.
0: Yeah, yeah. totally. No, I was very lucky.
1: Did you get yeah, the itch? The... Oh yeah, you did. Big
0: time. I remember getting it as a kid, like if it... and thinking that it... I was gonna die.
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> it, was...
0: it was as bad as it seems. Like I totally remember just that. It was the
1: worst. <laughs> no cream can stop the itch.
0: <laughs> I don't remember being like a regular part of every wonderful summer it just happened like once or twice
1: so when you moved to Winnipeg when you're one and a half two years old where what part of the city were you in
0: in Fort Gary in Wildwood Park
1: Oh, and my Wild mom Wood is Park. still there. That's nice. But yeah. well, he's still there.
0: Yeah, my dad died in 2000. Oh, okay. But they, I'm sorry. yeah, they bought a house in section Frank Bibbles of Wildwood Park, and then uh, we've never. It's yeah, a, that's It's a where... strange
1: area because you have all these sections, <laughs> and you drive into <laughs> the section, and all the you're at the back of the house, all the fronts
0: are facing each
1: other like a park setting so I just, it is
0: beautiful like oh the, they face the park and it is beautiful but there is a lot of like what the hell like it is confusing i know people are like yeah it it's hard it was hard to order a pizza like you had to give really <laughs> specific examples <laughs> oh my life was so hard it was hard to order a pizza but yeah i do remember like it is a little bit of a, it's a little bit confusing
1: and what kind of where would you go to school in that area like where? Uh,
0: oak, I went to Oakenwald for elementary, and then mm-hmm. Viscount and General Bing. So Viscount had turned into a uh, French immersion school. So they sent we were all in grade nine in the English, and they sent us to General Bing. And at the time, we were like, "No way, we're not going to General Bing. So the, like the, <laughs> it was a rival the, school or something. The yeah, it was the and the rumor was it was also across the tracks, right? So it was. Oh, it was
1: oh, like a like real thought, outsiders
0: pretty rough. And, um, it was the nickname. It was general banger. So we're like, we're not going there with a bunch of bangers. And meanwhile <laughs> we got there. It was like the best experience ever. Cause we'd been in this really little, you know, junior high. And suddenly we had like, you know, we had ton. You can make new friends and we mm. had like a kick-ass basketball team and there was like way more stuff going on. Right. And there was like, so yeah, it was actually a really great way to start, Cause then we went to high school. I went to Vincent Massey in grade 10. So oh, by okay. then you're kind of like, yeah, like for me, it was a great experience.
1: And then what kind of uh, places were you hanging out at? at the end of, I think what, at Pemina, there was a uh, Gary's billiards. Did you, oh yeah. There, there was Gary's bowling. Billiards. Gary's bowling. Yeah. 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 But and, it was,
0: I think it was called, and they called it Izzy's. Izzy's? So there was some like <laughs> oh, Izzy's, upstairs. Yeah. No. Yeah there's some uh, drugs going on up at Izzy's. That's where you <laughs> get your
1: greenery, man.
0: Yeah, you get some. Then you go get your smokes and your fries and gravy at, like, the canoe <laughs> club. And uh, you might have a bag of chips at the Ringers. <laughs> the Ringers? And, uh, the Ringers. It was just a drugstore, which is now. <gasps> Ringers! Yes, Ringers, yes. Ringers. Of course. They had the neon yeah, rings like, in the
1: look. <laughs> that's in the outside right. neon sign, Yeah,
0: yeah. And, uh, and you yeah. must get,
1: get your fill of Tony's Pizza.
0: Oh, God, the best pizza, right? Still it's there? still so yeah. good, yeah. And the, Tony's would always let you use the phone when you would, like, take the bus to, I would, you know, we'd go wherever, take the bus, and then sometimes call my parents from the Tony's Pizza for a ride. <laughs>
1: so, what, so you'd have to walk 10 minutes?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> such an asshole. I'm <laughs> like, just walk home. But yeah, if it was, you know, raining or snow or something, or, or dark, like, yeah. yeah.
1: And then also but, in that area, you have the Pembe is like kind of a, a well-known right. uh, drinking yeah. establishment. Was that your bag?
0: The Pemby, like when I was growing up, I think was more of a old gentleman's club.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: <laughs> and then I think, and I could be wrong, I just might have missed it. But I think by the time I was in university, it was like a hopping place to go. But when I was like... Yeah, as a teenager, like early, it wasn't – we weren't really going to the Penby until maybe I got to university. Right, right. Which would make sense, I guess, as a 13-year-old. I wasn't going to right. the bar. Were you, were yeah. you,
1: before you – like, did you have a fake ID? There's a question for you.
0: I – well, It was the I'm day so, of
1: the fake ID, wasn't yes, it? Yes,
0: like it wasn't even fake. It was just you barely got asked. <laughs> and then, true. <laughs> like, my sister wouldn't lend me her ID because she was like a bit – she was just like, fuck. Fuck it! No, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Right, right. um, But my but her friends would lend me their ID. (laughs) So sometimes I would have, and you know, there's no picture on it. When did the I wonder when the pictures flipped over?
1: Probably after our our graduating high school. Yeah, because
0: there was a time when I was like 16 or 17. um, My I could use my friend Susan Swatek name drop in (laughs) Susan Berthium's ID, and uh, they would. Yeah, they like, it It didn't give you away. Sometimes if they were really testing you, they'd say, what's your sign, you know? So you That's had to right. know your birthday.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, you know the birthday, but what's the sign of your birthday? Yes. That should be right away.
0: Yeah, but lots of times they didn't even ask, right? Like, there mm-hmm. was, yeah, there was not a lot of IDing at that age.
1: And if you knew a guy you knew a guy who knew the bouncer... Exactly. <laughs> Just stick close to that dude. All right, so... <laughs> Come on, let's, uh, give me the scoop, Trish. When did you first- I guess
0: there was a little bit of, like, oh, there is, like, a world out there where people do this for a living, or yeah. there is, like, this is something that happens where people can work, and I remember going to, like, Rainbow Stage as a kid, like, very occasionally, oh, yeah. you know, because it seems the was, was so fancy, right? Like, it I does. think we went, we went twice, like, because it was, like, you got to be rich to go to Rainbow Stage, right. <laughs> you know? Which is actually still true. It's not. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. It's affordable family fun, but it's not. You know, super mm-hmm. cheap. But um, yeah, and then I think when I always loved doing it, and when I got to university, I um, I took theater classes. Like I was going to do a theater degree, but also with an education. Like I eventually was hoping to get into education and thought I'd be a teacher. But right. I also think there was a little bit of me that was like, it's just easier to say that. Because if you if you say, like, <laughs> oh, I'm taking theater, people are like, oh, you think you're some kind of actress or something? You know what I mean? Exactly,
1: like, yeah, yeah. I, th-
0: I wonder now if people feel less self-conscious about that. If there's now a, no, I'm taking theater. That's what I'm doing. I'm pursuing this, or I'm taking, you know, fine arts, or I'm doing, like, it was, right. I was like, yeah, I'm doing it, and it's I'm I love it, and I'm interested in it, but... I'm still going to be a teacher. I'm going to teach it or something like there was something, um, I don't like, we didn't know anyone who made their living doing this or, you know, that wasn't like, I don't know if there was a ton of people in Winnipeg that were, were doing it at that point. But when, um, but it's funny. And this isn't like, this isn't me trying to like kiss your ass (laughs) Ron. Like the first, when I, the first brave new weasel show I saw, like when I was in maybe first year university with that lineup time. That sounds about right. Yeah. And I just remember being like, Oh my God. Like those guys are as funny as anything I've ever seen on TV. Like as far as like sketch comedy and like Saturday night live and blah. And I was yeah. like, and those guys are like some for Richmond dudes. There's a guy, you know, <laughs> like I know, I know that one guy, like it was like, right. Oh my God, this is actually, and, and it was, So exciting because it was like, they weren't discovered. Like you didn't audition to get into Brave New Weasels or maybe you did. I don't know, but it was like, it was, it was a group of people putting this on. And all of a sudden that to me became very exciting because it was like, oh yeah, we can create this shit ourselves. It was the
1: DIY element, you know, we're going to write a show. We're going to star in the show. We're going to find a venue. We're going to advertise it ourselves and hopefully it'll pay off, you know, we get a big crowd and, and then a crowd came. Every show? Well, not every... Well, um, you know what I mean? Like, there was, it was... Oh, yeah. It was also good that the venue would hold, like, 50. <laughs> Something. You know?
0: <laughs> oh, no, but those shows were funny. Like, I I can still remember certain sketches that were, like... They were great shows. Like, all four of you were really good writers. So. I, don't,
1: I don't even know how much I've talked about Brave New Weasels. Uh, it's a sketch troupe that uh, was myself, Matt Kippen, Ken Cooper, Sandy Joben Bevins, and... Uh, yeah, we did sketch sketch and it improv.
0: That was some good shit.
1: It was good funny shit, man. It
0: was some good, but also funny
1: shit. in that day, a few years later, what the hell? The Royal Lichtenstein Theater Company. How did how did you guys all get together? Like as far because so you were, I was
0: like, I was the U of W um, University of Winnipeg uh, person, and yeah. I did a show at the Black Hole. Like you could, as University of Winnipeg students, um, I know. This was different than Steve, what he was talking about when he was at U of W, but you could only be in a U of, University of Winnipeg show as a University of Winnipeg student. Like, they were your class projects, yeah. right? So you were taking third year, and this was the class, this was the play they were going to do, and you did You did audition, and oh my God, it was a lot of pressure, because it was your year. Like, you were going to spend the entire year playing a part, and so it was, it was high, like, it was highly competitive and highly neurotic and it was yeah it was terrifying but um and so but Black Hole at the University of Manitoba would just have these open auditions for whoever and you didn't even have to be a theater student and you could just show up and so um I had like this a few friends over there and they were like yeah you should audition and so I auditioned for a show at the Black Hole and that's where I met a bunch of Black Hole people and started kind of hanging out with some of those kids and then i was still going to u of w and i so i had friends at both schools i was like bridging the the feud (laughs) the theater (laughs) gap
1: right yeah Yeah. there was no
0: feud like that i think they people tried to sometimes make a thing of that but i don't i don't actually really ever think there was a huge you know there might have been a bit of like that's weird they do that over there and then other you know some that's weird they do that over there but i don't I don't recall it being a big deal, but anyway, yeah, yeah. that's how I met this group of crazy kids that we started doing the Lichtenstein, and then the, the first, I think our first show, yeah, our first show was at the Macaroni Bar, like at Venue 8. The Macaroni
1: Bar's downtown historic uh, <laughs> Masonic Temple that's on right. the third floor. It was a restaurant on the first floor, a Macaroni Bar was the second floor, and Venue 8 was like this uh, space that just had an open stage on the weekends you book yeah. the stage and people would come and have a great time. It was awesome. I know.
0: And I remember we charged $3 a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The way we shows like, should oh, be. We don't want to like, Oh, uh, we don't want to bother you by asking you to come to our <laughs> yeah. show. Like it was so like, never mind. Just uh, never mind. But yeah, I think we thought that was just like when we went up to five bucks. We we're like, whoa, we're like, In the we, big we time. think we're pretty hot shit. That's right,
1: and there's seven of you, so we'd have to split that seven ways. Oh you know?
0: God, there was never a dime made doing that show. Like we did not, you know what I mean. Like we did. Well, the bar tourists. was probably
1: the big winner of the night.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, we did like, then we, we went on the, we did the fringe. We did, and we had some like good houses and good crowds and got good. We had our little following that was all before like social media and stuff too. Right. So there was no, right. um,
1: it's posters up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Totally. you know? It was like, yeah, there was just let everyone know
1: you get together yeah. and have meetings and would it be like writing sessions or would you like kind of like talk to each other? go to, go back and write and then come back? Did you write in partners? How did that process yeah, work? Yeah,
0: you know, it's funny. I think, the, like, honestly, probably for, like, a year, we met, like, every second Sunday night or something, and just, we did actually do improv. We didn't, like, we did improv to, uh, I have an idea, or, like, you know, I have this sort of, a character or I have an idea for a sketch and we'd get up and play a bit or we would do yeah. like probably because we didn't know what how how to start we we're like let's play a game yeah, Right, right <laughs> you know was I mean? good so, inspiration
1: you know like to dive yeah, into uh, the it funny. it took us a <laughs> while
0: to actually start writing and then and then we and I was not a writer like the first couple years of that of that troupe I just was like I don't know I I It was probably, you know, being insecure about my own, like, writing ability, but it was also just, like, there were such strong writers that I never felt the need because I always had a lot to do. So I had people writing great stuff for me. It wasn't like I was like, oh, now I want to write, you know? Right, right. And um, everyone was really good about where I'd be like, oh, I kind of have have this idea about, like, I think in our third show was my first sketch which even then was like I wrote I wrote it and then everyone kind of jumped in and helped me massage it. what was the sketch the first sketch was called uh Steve's Steve's. it was about um it was like um based on Earl's (laughs) so it was (laughs) like yeah so the the servers were like it was actually like now that I think about it because Earl's is so like the women are so (laughs) like look you know I, th- I think it might be less than, but, you know, they're, they've looked like Barbie dolls. Like they had to be supermodels to just even like work at Earl's yeah, yeah. and they were so like, you know, over the top friendly and stuff. So the, the gist of the, of the sketch was like, um, Sarah Constable and Chris Reed were like out on a date and they were kind of fighting and we kept coming up and being like, la, 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 like singing songs. <laughs> and, right. Like they were like, just fuck off. And we were like, you know, um, we, were called, we called it steve because I think Steve-itude. earlitude was actually a thing, and we were like, we've got steve <laughs> and then, um, yeah, like, Don Johnson played one of the servers who, like, goes down on one of the customers, like, under the table, because we are like, happy anniversary, happy, you know, and it was just yeah. like, yeah. It is funny, so it too, because I remember more more those, ridiculous.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, I remember those days that... It was also kind of a crossing a line as far as what's acceptable in a friend or not a French show, but a, a, right. a comedy, a sketch comedy show, because I think, you know, the kids in the hall have kind of like brought the bar up
0: right. as far as
1: like uncensored hilarity, you know? Yes. So I think, uh, that may have reflected in kind of like what uh, our troupe was doing, what your troupe was doing at the time. Um, yeah. and you definitely, you guys just uh, had that wacky element as well, which I love, you know, right. not yeah. afraid well, to look silly.
0: I remember, like George Tolles, uh, wrote something once and said, "You know this this pack of of I didn't say losers." But he said something like, "You know they're, they're they're so good because they've obviously all spent time in the uncool club or something." And we were like, "Hey!" <laughs> but it was like it was really it was, it was a wonderful compliment. That's a compliment.
1: shot. That's a
0: shot. But I do think it was, yeah, it was a bit of a pack of misfits for sure. I'm sure everyone says that about. But, like, I remember going to see um, the uh, hot thespian action and being like, they look like (laughs) supermodels. Like, all of them. (laughs) And they also, like, with their crazy amazing mime, they're like, we don't need costumes or set pieces. We'll do it with our bodies. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, they don't get, like, they just – yeah, there's like a stunning group of people. I'm like, I don't think the Lichtenstein was like that. Yeah. We did, uh, yeah, we were not, we were very <laughs> an unattractive comedy group.
1: And you, just, you uh, just jokes, kids. You realize that you have a wiki page and it has a list of all your shows.
0: Wow! My title. I'm not
1: kidding. I didn't realize it was so extensive. Like it's
0: right. Yeah, I need to check was, that out.
1: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And also, it also lists that you actually filmed your CBC pilot. You actually right. filmed the pilot, and, and uh, CBC aired the pilot of like an original sketch show from you guys.
0: Hey, you know when you're on a bus oh, sometimes? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, you're on a bus and you see someone you don't want to talk to, so you, you pretend you're asleep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Or or you're at a party and you can't stand it. You hate everyone there, so you lock yourself in the bathroom for like half an hour so you can look in the mirror at the only person who doesn't disgust disgust you. you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Or you know someone's going to be calling you and you don't want to talk to them, so you call up time and temperature, stay on the phone for like four hours so that when they call you can say, Hey, great to talk to you, but you know what? I've got someone on the other line. Exactly. (laughs) My name's Cecile Jennings. My name is Cecile Jennings. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of odd. Yeah. Fairly common name, I guess. I guess. I mean, in my 26 years of living, How I'm How old no- are you? I'm 26. When were you born? Um, March 17th, 1976. <laughs> my, my father's, father's name, name is Larry. I okay. dropped out of high school. I have two dogs, one named Peppy, I threw a belt to trigger my mother had am yeah, like that was actually a pretty crazy, exciting time because I I'm more proud of our of our live shows than I am of that TV show. Like yeah. again, you can I can watch that TV show and I have tons of great memories and tons of like great. I think some of the work in it is great, but it was just like we were so used to doing. Um, yeah, pretty. Pretty raunchy, um, provocative. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have used the word provocative. Look at us, we're so provocative. <laughs> but, like we were, we were trying to. I don't even think we were like, yeah, let's let's fuck them up. Let's do some crazy shit. You know, like we did have arguments sometimes about things that were too far. Yeah, but we were trying to like, yeah, we were just trying to explore shit that made us laugh, and and we were we all kind of had a dark sense of humor, and so then to have tv interest which was like the dream right it's yeah, like we're definitely gonna, the dream that's
1: what you're working to we could do Exposure.
0: we could do a tv show and like these two winnipeg producers that were like they're the best guys and they're so awesome and they totally got us and we just had this like great relationship with them and then and then once cbc comes in yeah they're like yeah that's good okay you can't say that you can't say that you can't do that you can't do that You really? can't do that and they bring in this director from he had directed Air Farce. His name was Perry Roseman. And he was, like, the sweetest guy. Like, the absolute definition of, like, um, <laughs> definition of, I can't, I'm like, edit this. Because I'm like, what is that called? A mensch. He's a, he's a, mensch. He's like, he's a mensch. He's a mensch. He's a mensch. He's, like, just this, like, old school. You know, like, he had stories about, like, Hee Haw and Cosby. And, like, he knew everyone back in the day he'd right. worked on He'd worked on Second City, like, SETV. He knew, like... Oh,
1: he's the man for the job, yeah.
0: Yeah, he would just sit and tell us stories, and it was like, oh, my God, I want to do this, and I want to work with this guy, and I want to be... I want to have a TV series, right? Like, so he... For a while, it felt like we might... Like, we could, right? And so, um, yeah, we worked our asses off, and, and it was... You know, our show played in, like, the summer on a July evening at eight when o'clock. everyone's <laughs> eyes
1: are glued to the TV totally.
0: and it was part of a of a series like there was it was called oh god I can't remember the name of it but there was like regionally we were the one from Manitoba and then there was like four other shows one from Toronto and one you know like a Newfoundland show or something right. and uh and then it was just like uh yeah that's that's it <laughs> you know, like there was like and, and I remember even being like well um maybe like a bunch of people will write in and say these guys were awesome or whatever but it was like there wasn't even an opportunity for right. that and then they I think they re-edited it and they released one but I was anyway it was all like super exciting and, it was. Um, I was
1: sitting in the audience. It was. Uh, I think it was taped at M Type. M T Y P. Yeah, M-typ, one of it. the live
0: tapings. Yeah, right? and it
1: was exciting. I'm like, wow, real show, real cameras. Like we don't, we just don't get that live studio audience feeling. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was, and I mean, we we really did have. Like, I feel like that was a time when we were the seven of us so gelled, and we were like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Like nobody went there was no kind of like prick in the group that was like trying to be better than like we were, yeah. It we were aware that this was a pretty amazing experience. And of course we all hoped <clears throat> it would continue and that it would turn into something more. But right there we were kind of like, this is cool, you know, like we, I think I got, yeah, I got my actor card, like it was the first time any of us had ever made more than like 150 bucks for doing the show, and um, we had, you know, we had a costume designer, and we had makeup, and we had like, I remember they asked one of the troupe, for whatever reason, they, I was like the troupe uh, representative to go to a production meeting, and they're like, okay, and there's like a giant table of people, and they're like, now, when we rip the hair off your back, are we going to, like, just had this, like, as they, you know, this, like, this team of designers are, like, working on these, like, stupid jokes, right, and trying to figure it out. So, it was, yeah. it was so exciting. Like, it, I really will never forget. That was a very special time. Did
1: you guys have, like, a like a final show, like, a goodbye show or anything like that? Because I know, no. like, I've seen you guys kept working, you know, events and whatnot. Not all seven of you, but, you know. Yeah. And obviously you guys... You know, we're we're friends. You we work together. Yeah, so.
0: totally, and still are. You know, there's a there's a very tight relationship with a lot of us still. But the but no um, final show. No, no. And our last show, I, I think somebody might have made a reference to like this is our last show, and we were like, no, it's not. We're gonna we'll do this again, maybe not next year, but the year after. Like it was kind of that idea of like, we'll do another show. We'll do another, there's another possibility. And so even when we, like some of us were living in Toronto and had some interest from some producers that are like, oh, you guys need to, but like, I don't know. You've probably been down this road too with some of this stuff. It's like, um, are you interested in doing a TV show? Yes, absolutely. Sign me up. Yeah. Okay. You just have to do, you know, a hundred million hours of free work like write a bible and do all this and do this development and show up here and do it you know what I mean and it's like mm-hmm. if someone said then you will get a TV show then obviously we would do it but everybody's like it is like herding cats we're going in seven different directions it's like maybe the momentum is kind of gone yeah. I don't know if this is actually going to be something Yeah, and, and also who is, this, who is this dude I'm meeting for a drink like has he ever done anything you know what I mean like yeah. I
1: don't know for Sure. So it was once the sketch troupe was done, you started writing your own plays. Like you, as you said, you you have a one uh, one person show.
0: Yeah. Um. I did a couple of other like collective shows, um, with a oh, few collective. different groups of people and co- like just other you know people putting a show together. And yeah. then I I did a uh, wrote a show with my friend Vanessa McCrae, who's a local oh, yeah, I know Vanessa, actor. Writer. Yeah. What was and the show? It was called Year of the Panda. We went on tour with that one and had an amazing time, lots of fun. And then we, um, like, honestly, I think I don't, I never was like, I want to do a solo show. Like, I went to lots of solo shows on these fringe tours, but I didn't have really the drive to do a solo show until it got to the point where, like, Vanessa didn't want to tour, I think. she. I wanted to go to Ottawa, and she didn't. Oh, really? there There was something, like, there was a couple things where I'm like, yeah. It's always, you're always dependent on other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I had, and Don and Sarah and I had written a show together and, um, we, you know, like we weren't, we weren't fighting, but we wanted to do different things with it. I wanted to like, let's keep going, you know, yeah, and they were yeah. like, I'm good. Right. <laughs> so, and even like with Vanessa we, she was like, I'm, I wanted, she wanted to stay in Toronto. And I was like, let's try the Ottawa fringe, which was like, I don't know why I was like, Ottawa is the place, but but I just wanted to keep going, you know, like, let's keep doing this. And so I think it, I think it literally came down to like, you have to do your own thing, right? Like you can't be, you can't just be like, sometimes you get lucky and you end up with like a, a group of four or five or three, but I was like, yeah, I think it's, I got to get my shit together and do it myself. If I, if yeah. I feel like this is where it's at to keep doing it. So, mm-hmm. and I, I had an idea for, um, yeah, the show is called, my first show I wrote was called the comment card and it was about being a server in this restaurant uh, that I worked at in Toronto, but it was actually like, um, Mr. Green Jeans, at Eden Eden Center. Center. <laughs> yes.
1: Mr. Green Jeans, very cool. <laughs> And how yes. long were you living in Toronto?
0: Uh, three years. Three years.
1: I'm a four-year veteran of Toronto. Oh, yeah. So we're pretty close there.
0: Did we ever overlap there? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. If I, kinda, were... I
1: left around 2000.
0: So. Oh, yeah. Then I wasn't there yet.
1: Yeah. And where were you living in Toronto?
0: Uh, off the Danforth at Woodbine and Danforth. That's
1: where I lived when I that first way. moved down there. Woodbine and Danforth, just a little up the street there. Went to Are that food kidding? fair? No,
0: not kidding. Oh my god! Okay. I was at Mo- I was on Moberly Avenue.
1: And were you auditioned? Did you have an agent? We auditioned. Yes, you did. Yeah, huh? I
0: did have an agent, and that was a lot of that had to do with the fact that we had just done this show that had aired on, you know, CTV or what? Or no, was it? Did I say CTV? It was CBC.
1: Right, right.
0: AG Talent. So they sent. They sent. Uh, AG Talent. Yeah, I did. I sort of had that experience when I went to all those, I went to a lot of commercial auditions and did all that stuff. And yeah. I got like, I booked a Bud Light gig, which seemed like a really big deal at the time.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. You yeah, booked a was, Bud Light gig?
0: It was. Wow. I know. It never aired um, nationally. Like, mm-hmm. you know how it's like, if it airs, you get paid you get paid a pretty good amount for the gig, mm-hmm. but then if it airs regionally, you get like five thousand dollars. If it airs nationally, you get like twenty thousand dollars or something like that. So right. it never went beyond to the like big that. money. The gag was that this guy thinks he's he's been empowered by his Bud Lights, <laughs> and so he thinks he can fart everywhere. Like he's and there was this voiceover that was like the silent <laughs> but deadly, <laughs> and he just walks into an elevator and is all like. And you know, he's at a business meeting and he's letting yeah. it go. And it was like, we salute the silent but deadly far-. like it was so stupid. It was actually really funny. Yeah. And I was just one of the one of the people in the office and one of the people in the elevator that was like, Are you kidding me? And mm-hmm. then I think we had a bit where we were like, oh god make it stop <laughs> yeah. like we have to do. sounds like fun yeah so you know of all those like sometimes those auditions are just awful and you, have, you know you line up and you sit and you wait forever and you have stupid I don't know like two lines and then they you know next, next. kind of yeah, thing exactly. and this one next. was actually Play. like Say your name. so fun yeah And I was, so I was working in Toronto um, as a server and I was getting auditions. So I was, I was doing the thing. Like I was still, I was touring during the summer. I was doing French shows. I was getting in the odd commercial. There was actually more work in Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. Like I would come home and I would get um, offered something or I'd audition for something or there was more stuff happening. I think if I'd showed up at Toronto and been like happy to couch surf, you know, and you're kind of like, what is, but I was in, by then I was like. 33 or something, and I'm like, this is getting old, you know? Like, it's yeah. like yeah. just not having anything, and not. Um, when it seemed like there was actually a lot happening in Winnipeg, like that was when the film community was sort of more and more stuff was happening. Yeah. And there
1: was a really big trend I saw of. Winnipegers who moved to toronto who were getting work in winnipeg yeah. <laughs> you just moved two months ago what are you doing doing a two-week run at uh, ptu or whatever
0: i don't know if you just have to move to toronto to suddenly have people go oh look at you why don't you come back and do it i don't know but it was um yeah i i'm again i'm sure if i'd ever like i was auditioning i'd audition for second city a couple times like if i'd ever mm-hmm. gotten second city if i'd ever landed like I don't know if I'd fallen in love. Like there's a, there's a number of reasons that maybe I would have stayed in Toronto, but it just was, I was like, eh. And I did have, I was in a long distance relationship with the Winnipeg gentleman That was making it a bit like easier to decide to come home. But I do also remember like we, like I wanted to be sure that I was coming home for all the right reasons. Right. And not like rushing home to be in this relationship because he certainly didn't want me to like come home and not, want to be home, right. you know what i mean? And i was like i didn't want to move in right away with Sam and he was living with a bunch of folks, which is another podcast. <laughs> yeah. But my mom was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, you can stay with me until you get an apartment." Yeah. Um she at her house in Weldwood Park. She's like, "I will just uh I'll there's there'll be enough room. Um, but the boys are going to be here too. And I was like, Oh, what boys? And she was like, she had been at this conference for war affected children. So these were like two 22 year old refugees who had survived like a genocide and wow. were in one. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, I'm like, Oh shit. roommates." <laughs> <laughs> one of them decided to actually move in with someone else. But, so it was just one guy that was living there when I got home <clears throat> and he was, uh, Um, yeah, he had had quite a past and had a lot of, a lot of terrible stuff he'd lived through. And, you know, that was what made me, um, gave me the idea to write social studies. Cause we had these kind of like Um, moments where it was just like, oh my God, he's been through so much, you know, I'm such an asshole. I'm so selfish. I'm this self-involved, like, Canadian, I'm so lucky, I'm so privileged, you know, and then he'd, like, leave his dishes everywhere, (laughs) you know, he'd be, like, he'd be, like, totally expect me to, like, clean up after him, and it would be, like, oh, my God, you know, so I was was aware of the comedy of the moment, right, like, and one, there was one particular time, this actually made it into the show, where I came home, and he was, uh, um, he came, he was downstairs in the basement and he came upstairs and was kind of like, uh, you know, seemed a bit nervous. And, and I was like, Hey, and he's like, uh, he pours this big glass of wine and he goes downstairs. I didn't really think he was a drinker, but whatever. And then he comes back up again and my mom was gone or she was, I think she was out of town.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's like, um, I'm very sorry. I have something to say. I, uh, I need you to, I need you to go now. <laughs> I was like, you need me to go. And he's like, yeah, I, I need, I I need you to go. And I'm like, I'm not going it. Like, what do you mean? You know, and I was yeah. getting a bit freaked out. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm so ashamed. I just need you to go in the other room. Um, because I have to, I, I have an ugly girl in the basement.
1: <laughs> was like, he was embarrassed. that oh. He had a woman yeah. over.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was like, so we figured it out. Like at first, I'm like an ugly girl in the basement, and I did. I went into the hall. (laughs) Like I just sort of got out of the way because when someone tells you like I have an ugly girl in the basement, you're like, okay, I'll go, I'll go hide. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I just left and went into like the hallway and closed the door, and then he got her out. Did you peek? How ugly is
1: this girl? I
0: can't believe I didn't peek. It wasn't until the next time that she was over. She's like. Gorgeous too. Oh, like, there was nothing. No. But to him, it was like he was ashamed, right? He wasn't, he didn't think he was supposed to have people over. So, my first reaction was like, what the fuck? Like, that's a terrible thing to say. You don't say that about someone. That's awful. Did she hear you say that? Yeah. But I, you know, once we sort of sorted it out, I was like, yeah, you're allowed to have friends over. You're grown up. I'm a grown up. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think he assumed I'd be gone. And when I got home, he was like, like a teenager that thought he was going to be in trouble, right? right so, right. anyway, so that. Meeting him and kind of realizing this, you know, the hilarious moments that that came out of this relationship it was yeah. the sort of genesis for writing social studies, which that's what the play is about.
1: Right, and that was two thousand thirteen, right?
0: Uh, yeah. And, like I at PTE. Yeah, so it I started writing it in like two thousand eight, maybe, but it took that long to get it like finished and produced, and right. and it was also like the finished play is not... It was, like, inspired by, but it was not... Ultimately, it was a, it was a bunch of other characters. like
1: Right. It was mounted uh, in Vancouver and Montreal.
0: Right, yeah. So Bob Metcalf at PT directed it in Winnipeg, and it wasn't the, the original actors in Winnipeg hitting the road. It was, like, a whole new cast. Oh, uh-huh, okay. Like, a year later... Yeah. A whole new cast in Montreal, and a year later, a whole new cast in Vancouver. We, so it was very exciting, and I got to go see the three different versions, and it was like fascinating because you think, you know, you've written a play and it's supposed to be this way, (laughs) but interpretation is so the directing and the acting, it can just change the play entirely. Right. Your influence
1: is just the words.
0: Yeah. 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 So, and they, you can take those words and say them in very different ways. And so after I saw it three times, I actually rewrote, um, particularly in a few scenes that I thought were, a little too open to interpretation. Like the things that happened that I I wasn't quite down with. So I rewrote, um, some of the dialogue and I added stage directions for the published copy because it was like, no, 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 no. I don't like, I don't like how that went this way or went off, yeah, you know, so
1: for sure. What did you do with theater projects?
0: I did, um, a show called it was, well, it was part of their, they had an actor writer series called in the chamber so they asked three people at the time. Sometimes they did two, to write and act in your, um, in some idea you had. So mine, it, I actually wrote this piece that Ross McMillan directed, and it was yeah. about, um, it was about being an actor, and it was I ended up um, remounting it and rewriting it and doing it for the Fringe and touring it too. But Theater Projects was the first sort of, like theater projects was before social studies. So they were the ones who kind of were like, Hey, you can write. And I was like, I don't know. Can I <laughs> Like, "Yeah, come down here and write? Yeah. So that's it was great. My first professional experience with like doing a professional writing experience, you know, like the fringe was the fringe and it was awesome. And, and even, you know, Summer some are fun. Yeah. But the, but theater the projects, theater Project, sort of
1: sorry, gave me my you first, like a,
0: a, yeah, it was my first professional gig as yeah. a writer.
1: Uh, but and also, you were acting in MTC's production of Miracle on South Division Street. What's that about?
0: That was really fun. It was um, a show. Me and Corey Wojcik, Stephanie Weins, and Debbie Moslewski. It was. Uh, it was just a really sweet comedy about this family from Buffalo. I play Bev, a bowler, so I'm carrying like a. I'm I'm in a tracksuit the entire show. <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. just like in this really loud red tracksuit with this fuzzy vest and. I play this, oh, it was such a fun character. And then that show also toured around Manitoba, so that was really fun. Don't and that you was love actually touring first...
1: around Manitoba? Like, it I, is
0: the best. I've
1: had the experience uh, with M-Type being an artist in residency, and that was, like, the best thing I ever did because it brought me to Churchill and uh, the Paw and all and Poplar River and all these places. Um, yeah. And, yeah, getting and that experience be... through theater is quite, spe- quite special. Winnipeg Comedy Festival, you hosted a gala event
0: um, I you know what it's the it was a f- a few years in a row maybe three years in a row the girls 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 show yeah it was always a blast I'd always shit myself and be like <laughs>
1: and that's stand <laughs> like, up comedy right you're performing stand-up. yeah and yeah. these are
0: like real comedians you know and I'm like ah, I gotta come up with some funnies for the you know so I never I was like I I've never put together a full set. Um, and like worked it the way comedians do, right. Where it's like, I'm going to go every once a week somewhere and do this set until I perfect it. I would always write something new for every single like gig I had. And so I learned a lot watching all of them too. Like even just the, the way they MC and the way they, yeah, the way they sort of command the stage. It's, it's amazing.
1: And then, um win city youtube uh series television series called win city you have a, right. a, a really nice character a real meaty character on that show as a uh, kind of like the stern boss
0: right yeah that was fun i that was one of those um just sort of got a call from uh f- oh god was it frantic or frank no it was frantic and they called and said we you know we got your name from somebody we want you to come down and See if you want to write for this. And so, yeah, there was yeah, a few just,
1: of us that... Well, oh, you were writing on it as well.
0: I was. I was writing on it as well. But, like, the original vision was all mapped out. Like, the characters were not mine. You know what I mean? Like, we came in and helped punch up some stuff
1: and yeah.
0: wrote some, like... But we didn't kind of map out the... the Like, there was a Bible. There were characters. that were, that were good to go. We just kind of came in and were like, okay, well, we'll tweak with this and that.
1: Yeah, and I like the way you are playing uh, the series plays with Winnipeg, you know, mentioning having storylines center in Winnipeg and mentioning right. sh- and showing Winnipeg landmarks and whatnot. Hell, anything that has ace burpee is <laughs> quality.
0: Yeah, right. It's quality. Yeah,
1: it's quality. yeah that that's It's very fun. soap opera.
0: Yeah. Could have gone, like, you know, you could do Winnipeg stories forever, really, you yeah. know, but it's like with all these... <laughs> Corporation sponsoring an episode. It's also same thing where you're like, I don't know if the if the RBC person who works at RBC is going to be like in the bar having a meeting or you know what I mean. So yeah, it was like sure. it's kind of like a a commercial web like a very commercial web series, but mm-hmm. it was really fun.
1: Brought yeah. to you by Travel Manitoba.
0: Exactly.
1: Uh, and then I guess you. Well, I know you direct. You're directing as well because last year at the Fringe, you directed Corey Wojcik, who we discussed in front of the show. Right. His, you know uh, what? His Actually, hot ticket at last year's Fringe. Right. Uh, mixed Mixtapes for from my mom. Mixtapes right. from my mom.
0: Yeah, and you know what? That is the first time I've ever directed in my uh, in my career. Wow!
1: Isn't? <laughs> yeah, how like, was the experience of directing?
0: It was awesome. I mean, I. I also had this amazing script like Corey had this amazing script that he'd written. And, um, Corey and I, once, when we did miracle on South division street, we'd be ever since then, we've been really good friends. Mm-hmm. So he, um, and you know, I had been, I'd done solo shows. And so I felt like that is the kind of thing that I, that I know how to do, or I know how to help with. Like, yeah. I'm not sure if Ron Moore wrote like a musical with like five people or like a big, you know, I got this <laughs> show. I want you to direct. I would, I wouldn't know where to start, right. but I felt like with a solo show, um, a personal solo show, I knew how to, that's what I knew how to do. So right. but yeah. But I was all like, the elements
1: to that show, you have Corey, you have the video elements and a live band, Right. But the right. live band is just you, they're not moving too much. They're just basically.
0: Totally. A... But yeah, like that was even, you know, for me, I was like, I mean, um, you know, Paul Little, he was involved oh, yeah. with like, he did like Purple the video room. and yeah, he was amazing. Cause there was times where I realized that Corey just needed me to be confident, right? Like he would be like, yeah, is that, is that, and I'd be like, uh, yeah, 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 that works. So I would, yeah, crazy? I had of to course start it is. To- yeah what do you mean it's beautiful but yeah it's just like I felt like text-wise I knew how to help but I wasn't always like big picture that confident but that's why there's you know three or four of us around to you got to talk to the stage manager and you got to look at the sound guy and say what do you think so yeah, yeah it was great it was a great experience I'm glad it did so well because yeah he's do you think
1: you'll be uh, directing some more in the future um, or would it have to be I that special know. project. That's I think special it would someone? have to be
0: because it's just not. I I feel like there's a lot of people that love directing and that want to direct. And for me, it's like I would wa- I would rather be acting or writing.
1: We're basically uh, getting to the end of the show. Tell me about it. Discuss. All right. <laughs> Here's the deal, kid. Okay. It's a hundred questions that I'm going to ask oh. at you rapid fire. We're going to oh, sh- okay. I'm shooting them off because we have to work together here. To complete, we have to get to 100 questions within a five minute time period. Oh my god, okay. Now, that being said, 90% of those answers must be correct. And see if we can uh, get it within the five minutes.
0: (laughs) Do you think you can do it? I'm going to try.
1: And for Trish Cooper, tonight's Money Shot Seventeen dollars and thirty-two cents. This brought to you by Bud Light, the king of. How
0: you feeling? Good.
1: What's cool? uh,
0: Facebook concerts. (laughs) What's not cool? Rats.
1: Uh, Name a flavor of Kool-Aid. Great. Name a musician who played live Aid. Uh, David Bowie. Sprinkles or coconut? Sprinkles. What do you put in your coffee?
0: Milk. Favorite tea? Uh, d- 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 <laughs> uh, herbal, uh, peppermint. Nice. Do you, uh, do you
1: bite your nails? Yes. Uh, name a Tom Cruise film. Top Gun.
0: How often do you get sick? Um, uh, every couple months. Can you dance? Yes.
1: Name a book you've read.
0: Um, I just read, uh, <laughs> di- oh, I- no, no, I- uh, uh, Come on, I'm not that kind of girl by Lena Dunham.
1: All right, have you been to a wrestling match? No. Name a Winnipeg movie theater. The Park. Name a Manitoba sports team. The Bombers. Cornflakes or Rice Krispies?
0: Cornflakes. Cupcake or muffin? Cupcake.
1: Favorite sports team? The Jets. Uh, last TV show you watched? This Is Us. Name a Winnipeg band.
0: We- weaker thans. Have
1: you ever snowmobiled? Yes. Uh, how many keys in on your keyring? cashier or self-serve checkout cashier name a character from Bob's Burgers
0: Bob's Burgers shit I don't know how about
1: Bob Bob (laughs) okay good do you paint no do you keep a journal sometimes have you read the bible no are you good at poker no were you ever a cheerleader no have you broken any bones yes favorite snack uh
0: crackers and cheese
1: name a cartoon character Daffy Duck. Are you a Star Wars fan? No. Are you a Star Trek fan? No. Uh, are you a Battlestar Galactica fan? No. No one is. Name a Stephen King novel. It. Favorite theater? Uh, the um,
0: um, Grand Park. Grand Park. Grand Park. Grand
1: Park. Uh, did you watch The Irishman? No. Do you chew gum? Sometimes. Beer in a bottle or a can? Bottle. Are you a fan of UFC? No. Do you own a Dustbuster? No. Uh, name a BBC program.
0: Oh, um, bag.
1: Do you eat tuna? Yes. Uh, name a Beastie Boy.
0: Adam, Adam. Adam, Adam! Ugh.
1: Do you own <laughs> a cassette player?
0: No, not anymore. <laughs> name someone from SNL. Um, uh, Oh my god. Um, John Delaney. Okay. Like, uh, like someone from the new cast? No, it doesn't matter. You got it. <laughs> okay. Name an
1: SNL character movie. character movie.
0: Um... Austin... Wayne's World.
1: Wayne's World. Are you a morning person? No. Oh my god. One minute. No, two minutes. Sorry. Are you feeling... How are you feeling now? Good. I'm so clever. What's your favorite movie?
0: Uh, fuck. Um... <laughs> okay. What did I do... <laughs> Yeah. What's my favorite movie? I should have one. Um, Monsoon Wedding.
1: Oh, what's your second favorite movie? Oh, um, oh, uh,
0: God. What's my second favorite movie? Um, Bridesmaids. Uh, have
1: you, in the last year, have you golfed? No. In the last year, have you played darts? No. In the last year, have you played horseshoes? No. Have you ever played horseshoes? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Have you placed a bet on a horse? Never. What would you name your horse?
0: <laughs> Snipper.
1: Snipper. Name a flower. Rose. Name a mountain.
0: Mount Rose.
1: <laughs> name a Manitoba town. Melitta. Name a cut of steak. One minute. Uh, um, sirloin. Which vegetable do you eat most often? Carrots. Do you, own an, do you own an alarm clock? No. Dairy Queen or Burger King? Dairy Queen. Where should I order pizza from?
0: um nicolinos
1: name a country artist tanya tucker have you been to folk fest
0: yes have you been to
1: folklorama yes do you shop at dollarama no do you skip the dishes oh, i just did have you ziplined yes have you rollerbladed yes do you own an air fryer 30 seconds no favorite rock movie uh
0: wayne's world last book read <laughs> Um, um, oh, uh, how do be on. white, how white people talk to black people, Man. uh, white fragility. Oh,
1: oh <laughs> boy. Name Maybe a Pixar character.
0: Pixar? Oh. Yeah. 10 uh, Oh, you're making a face. <laughs> um, Sully from Monsters Inc. Sully from Monsters Inc. Earliest childhood memory? Um, being, uh, uh carried to bed. <laughs> when I- what was that? Carried to bed when I fell asleep.
1: Aww. <laughs> that was it.
0: How many more were there?
1: The There were 20 more. Wow. We got. That's slow. We got. Yeah. You kind of. Yeah. You know, it's always the stumpers. It's the ones that you're like,
0: hmm. Where is, yes. What, what you can't is think. That? And sometimes
1: it's tough because I'll be like, favorite restaurant and you'll be like, right. "Oh, okay. Well, now I have some friends who have restaurants and I don't I wanna, know I don't yeah. wanna, what is what is it. I got I <laughs> you know, so that yeah. that doesn't help the situation, Trish."
0: No, totally. I didn't have any of those, but I truly could not think of the my favorite movie. Like that is that is something people ask you sometimes and you're like, "I don't know." You know, like exactly. and then you'll be like, "Oh, it's my favorite movie" when you're talking about it like a while later. <laughs> yeah, it
1: was going to pop in there. "Wow, that's yeah. not my favorite movie? What am I talking about? What about uh what about Social media. Are you on the social media? I know yeah, you're on Facebook.
0: Yeah. I Dude. actually I deactivated my Facebook and then I activated it again because in a in a pandemic you kind of need your social media. I found so yeah. <laughs> I am I am on social. I have my Facebook and I. But you were I cleaning yourself Instagram. of
1: it. You're in a cleansing. I
0: was. I was just spending way too much time, um, like reading and like getting sucked into bullshit. And because I work from home now, it's so easy to just, like, lose three hours, like, you know. So I um, I didn't have a boss to look over my shoulder to stop my face, you know. So I'd be, like, <laughs> looking at someone's, you know, travel videos and, like, watching. And it was like, oh, God. That so, might be a nice the-
1: business venture is someone doing, like, an inflatable boss. You can just have that guy, like, <laughs> keeping you uh, on the work.
0: Totally. but Twitter? Um, no Twitter. And- and I do have a Twitter, yes I do, um, but I barely I'm I read a lot on Twitter, but I don't usually post. But I but I will post this. Can I actually I can plug one thing um, in the coronavirus cancellations of everything. <laughs> the Manitoba Association of Playwrights is having a fundraiser that's going to be really fun. I wrote a short play for, but uh, so look for that. That will be rescheduled sometime. It was supposed to be in mid-April. It's been canceled. Or Where was postponed. it going to be? It was supposed to be at the warehouse. I think April sixteenth or seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they will look for a time whence we're all safe and sound. But that should be a fun night, hosted by Lara Ray and Brian Drader. And there's plays written and performed, or no, just short. I wrote a short play, and there's, I think like, uh, Del Campo and Toby Hughes and Gord Tanner and people are funny all people. All the are
1: names. Active.
0: A bunch of the people, all the funny, the some funny
1: there. people. Yeah. Nice. It will all have a big surprise party when we're out of here. I
0: hope so. Yeah.
1: Tris has been <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: And uh, can't wait to see you again. Yeah. In the I near love future. Soon. All right. Okay, see you soon. later, everyone.
0: Bye, Ron. Bye. Bye, bye everyone.